The media has been covering the Supreme Court ruling overturning the Roe v. Wade decision, and it's been covered in media quite extensively. And the reality is that we're celebrating on many, many levels that there is a new level of protection for the sanctity of life. But the reality is that there are many women and many families out there today who are now thinking about the abortion that they have actually already had. And this is causing experiences of pain and trauma and guilt and shame. On the Behold podcast today, we're going to be covering this topic and bring encouragement and life to you. I want to welcome everybody and thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast, a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I am passionate about God's promise to heal you because I know God's covenant in the Bible is clear and God is confirming his word globally for centuries, confirming his word with accompanying signs. If you or someone you love needs healing or you desire to be used of God to bring healing to others, this is the podcast for you. We focus on testimonies, interviews, teachings, all aimed at helping to build a strong biblical understanding of the heart of God, the work of God, and the anointing of God in your life. I want to thank everybody who listens. We are celebrating almost 120,000 downloads in 152 countries, and we're just so excited for the impact that the podcast is having upon the people uh, all over the world. Now, again, as many of you know, Friday, June 24th, 2022, we heard the landmark ruling of the United States Supreme Court overturning the fundamentally flawed Roe v. Wade decision, upholding a Mississippi law in the landmark Dobbs v. Jackson's Woman Health Organization's case. And this is, again, a tremendous victory for those who believe in the sanctity of human life and that life should be preserved in all cases. But this means that many women are facing decisions right now that they may have made recently or maybe in their past. And upon meditating about this, I really felt oppressed upon my heart for the Be Healed podcast to cover this topic and to help bring uh, the, the grace of the gospel, the power of the gospel message to minister to, to women and uh, also to men who have had loved ones. Uh, experience abortion. And uh, this is a very, very deep thing that takes place in a woman's life or in a family's life. And uh, we're going to discuss this. It's not a topic that a lot of women want to face. Um, it's something that uh, they, they may actually want to never think about. But the good news about Jesus Christ is that we can go to him. We can go to him with um, everything laid bare. Because the reality is that God already knows all things. And he's coming to us with grace and he's coming to us with truth. So I want you to know you're, you're, you're going to be built up today. And, and maybe you've never had an abortion. You may be thinking, should I listen to this podcast? And I'm going to say, absolutely, you need to listen to it. Because uh, the reality is that abortion is so much more common than people think. And the likelihood of you needing to be a support for someone else it is very likely. And this podcast is going to help you to be a support for other people. Now with me today, I have a special guest. Her name is Devi Provencher. And uh, for the last approximately 16 years, she served as the executive director of the Lighthouse Pregnancy Resource Center. And I'm going to let her share uh, a little bit about what the Resource Center does. Um, But, you know, in my speaking with her, she has a passion to be able to meet women where they are at. 
and really identify and to, to bring help to them um, and help them think through uh, the issues of, of life uh, and of faith. And so, Debbie, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me join you. Um, it's a, it's just a, a perfect time right now to talk about what Lighthouse offers and the hope and healing that's yeah. available there. Amen. So, uh, you know, as we mentioned, abortion, because of the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling, is everywhere in the media. You can't get away from it. You listen to the radio, TV, Internet. It's everywhere. Uh, what impact do you think this is having on on women and uh, husbands and boyfriends and just people in general who may have already uh, gone ahead with a decision to have an abortion. This has to be just um, a very, very difficult time. Um, Up until this Supreme Court case was being talked about and publicized and leaked to the, to the media, um, people didn't talk about abortion, you know, on the street, uh, in, in just normal conversation, you know, in fact, um, my, my work that has me at a pregnancy center and dealing with pregnancy and abortion and, uh, related issues is, is kind of unique. And so even my family, sometimes, you know, when I start talking about that, they realize this is not a topic everyone, uh, is talking about. And now it's a topic that everyone is talking about. Mm. And if you've experienced pregnancy in your, well, abortion, if you've experienced an abortion in your past, you usually want to keep it in your past and you don't want anyone to know. Mm. You don't want anyone to know. And it's something you want to keep hidden. So now, of course, you're being forced almost to talk about it or to, to have some kind of response to it. Mm. Um, and I can only imagine that for someone who hasn't had that chance to, to process, to grieve, um, to feel like they're not the only one who's made that, ex- made that choice and then mm. regretted it, perhaps. Um, it can be very lonely. It can be scary. And it may even cause some anger because now they've been forced into a situation and it might be revealed and they're not ready for that. So what is the, what is the general consensus of those people who are in favor of abortion? What do they think about how it affects a woman? Do they think that uh, it, it's going to be a traumatic, lifelong, uh, you know, emotionally, mentally impacting event? Or, or do they think, you know, this is not that big of a deal. Have a procedure and move on with your life. What, what, what expectation do they set? Um, with, but before they have the abortion. Sure. Um, you know, there's, there's a range I would say, but typically, um, if you were to read about it on the site of, uh, an abortion provider, you'd probably read something that this is one of the safest medical procedures that, um, you know, they would look to find the studies that show a uh, very little psychological impact afterward. Um, there's again, because people don't like to talk about it, it's, it's hard to find, uh, exhaustive, extensive, com- uh, comprehensive studies about it, but there is definitely, um, experientially, of course, at Lighthouse, we see people all the time that have had decades, um, of, of, um, emotions connected to it, whether it's shame, whether it's regret, um, sadness, depression, um, you know, going to psychologists, going to doctors, taking medication to try to escape the pain of it. Um, and then there are studies, you can find good legitimate studies talking about post-abortion stress, post-abortion trauma, uh, that people experience, but you can't always, um, 
You can't always find it from those people who um, favor abortion rights. Yeah. You know, and I think that this is a, a very big deal in my research. And this is one of the things that prompted me to have this conversation with you because it, it, it appears that women have been struggling alone and that, that as a pastor, I've counseled and worked with people who have had abortion decades ago. And, and they've shared with me what it's done, the, the amount of shame, the amount of guilt, especially those who are part of the faith. Mm-hmm. They, they said, you know, I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure if it was the right thing. Uh, some may have felt pressured from family and friends. Um, some really were not well informed as to what it was going to do. So I, I think that it, it's good to bring it out that if mm-hmm. somebody is hurting, mm-hmm. that, that it's understandable that, th- that this was a major event. Uh, that even though they, they didn't anticipate it was going to impact them, that, that, that it's real. It's not in their minds. It's a loss. You know, it's a loss and it's something that needs to be grieved um, as well as from a spiritual sense uh, mm-hmm. brought to the foot of the cross for forgiveness. Um, but it's, it's a loss that people don't anticipate feeling. And uh, we don't have places, you know, in, in our society, we have funerals, we have memorial services to honor um, adults in our lives who pass away, but there's not a place someone can take this Mm. grief to uh, in our society to, to process it. Um, You mentioned, you know, the idea of where do you take it? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Where, where's a safe place. And and I know that sometimes the way that people who are pro-life can be scary Uh, churches can be scary. Amen. <laughs> how, how will, how will people react to somebody who has had an abortion? Will they throw them out? Will, will they be stigmatized? Will they, will they get yelled at? Will they, will they be shamed? Um, and so I think some churches don't even want to like, don't ask, don't tell kind of policy concerning abortion. Um, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Why is it a very real and understandable thing? of why women who have been through abortion could be scared of those who are in favor of pro-life and uh, in, in, in the church, because we, we want to embrace them, but they may be afraid to talk with us. Sure. I mean, I think there's two things. Uh, one going on is just that um, the enemy of life uh, wants to make women and men feel like they're the only one that have made this decision and that they're alone and that no one will understand people do understand and people there's grace and forgiveness. So that's in part, that's a lie that is keeping people, you know, keeping this to themselves. But there's also a very practical reason. Um, I had a woman who has decades of experience in after abortion healing or post-abortion healing. And she explained it this way to me. She said, you know, take an average woman or man who's experienced abortion. Um, if they go to what some would call the pro-choice, the pro-abortion side, um, and try to talk about the feelings, maybe some regret, angst, um, sadness they're feeling, um, those who favor abortion will often just try to minimize it and make light and say, you know, it was nothing, like it, it wasn't anything, like it's okay, it's okay. But the woman in the middle is not feeling okay. The mm. woman with the abortion experience has a lot of emotion to process. Mm. But then when she goes uh, maybe to a church that's very passionate about protecting life or goes to maybe a pregnancy center to volunteer, people are very passionate. And without thinking, they might make a comment like, how could anyone have an abortion? 
Well, now the person who was just about to get their courage up to share that that was part of their experience and they, they need to talk. They need someone to say, you're not the only one and that there's forgiveness, there's grace. Well, now they've just, uh, they've been discouraged. They've, they've been afraid, you know, now this person who was just about to share their secret and they shove it down. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's also another really, um, sad truth that Christians can be some of the most harsh, judgmental, insensitive hypocrites that, uh, that walk the earth. Now, whether they truly are Christian or not, that's another issue. But there are many that just don't understand. Um, and, uh, and, and it's created a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, Jesus, on the other hand, is interesting because he's the judge of the living and the dead. He's without sin. He's holy. He's perfect. If there's anybody who could be judgmental and throw the stone, it would be him. Yet, we don't find Jesus Christ coming and the first thing doing with sinners is saying, you're a terrible person you shouldn't have. Uh, talk with us about this because I think people need to understand that there's a difference between the, the, the professing Christian's view and their behavior with sinners in the world versus the way Jesus handles sinners in the world. There's a big difference between the two. Not always. There are good churches and good Christians, but Christians need to learn the compassion of God. So talk with us about that. Sure. There's so much, I guess there's so much I could say, but you know, first of all, Jesus was secure in his identity as the deeply loved son of God. He didn't need to prove who he was. I think sometimes, um, sometimes as Christians, uh, we need to feel better about ourselves by picking out the flaws in other people. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, pregnancy is kind of a visible thing that goes on in people's lives and abortion. They're, they're a little bit more tangible, I suppose, than um, when I gossip about someone, than when I slander someone. So that's sometimes we need to feel better about ourselves. And And we all know that tendency is there. So we're afraid of it. We're afraid of it in ourselves and we're afraid. But Jesus, he was so secure that he could reach out in love. He could reach out in love to anyone. And and he spent most of his time um, with what the people, you know, who weren't religious, who weren't self-righteous, he with the normal people. And he had a way, we talk about it in counseling terms of building a bridge of love that would support the weight of truth, Mm. building a bridge of love that would support the weight of truth. And he built relationships with people. He built relationships that allowed them to feel safe. It allowed them to feel safe and loved. And then he might start to deal with the heart issues, their concerns, um, things that he felt were hurting them. You know, abortion Mm. is an issue that it hurts women. It hurts men. I've seen the pain that it causes in women and men and anything that hurts People hurts God's heart too. You know, I think of the disciples when they said, should we call down fire from heaven? And, uh, and Jesus said, you do not know what manner of spirit. And he said, the son of man has not come to condemn. He's come to save the world. And I think it's so powerful that while people can point a finger, even though we have our own things we're trying to overcome, 
while they were judging by why people are judging each other, Jesus is dying for the sinner. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Romans when it says in chapter five, verse eight, it says that Christ died for us when we were still yet sinners. So if somebody's had an abortion or somebody has gone through something, they really need to know the Jesus of scripture, the, the, the true Jesus that, that he, he, he died for every mistake, every falling short. He died for every unholy thing, including the act of abortion. So to me, I, I want everybody listening right now, you, you need to be encouraged. You may have even been turned away from people turned off by the church, turned off by the media's impression of Christians. And honestly, maybe it was true. Maybe the Christian really did wrong. But consider Jesus. Has he ever done anything hypocritical? Has he ever done anything other than try to forgive us? So Debbie, maybe you can talk a little bit about what is the gospel's promise here to somebody who not only has committed abortion, but, but any sin. What is the gospel's promise about forgiveness? How, how would somebody receive forgiveness uh, by coming to this Jesus? Scripture says it's as easy as, as reaching out and just asking for the forgiveness that Christ made possible on the cross to just reach out um, and admit that we can't do this, that we need what Christ did on the cross to cover, to cover our sins, that there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if this son sets you free, you are free indeed, which the name of um, a small group after abortion healing um, study that we have is forgiven and set free, forgiven and set free because um, often after an abortion experience, um, the hardest step is for someone to forgive themselves. Mm. And so we, we walk people through a process where they know they're forgiven by God. And if, and if God has forgiven you, um, then really why hold that against yourself? Because God, as you said, God is, you know, God is that judge, but, but if he has forgiven you, then it allows, once you realize, once you bask in that forgiveness, then you, it, it gives you an ability to, to begin to forgive yourself. I love how you said that basking in forgiveness. I think the first thing that may be helpful is that we have to understand that to God, uh, abortion really is a sin. It, it is something that should not happen. It is something that we've got to recognize. And this is why I believe so many are suffering. Why, even though they may purport and say, this is not a big deal, safe procedure, you'll get over it. Innately, we, we, we have a sensing of our conscience to say something has happened. There has been a loss, like you said, that should not have happened. To avoid that is going to hurt somebody's healing process, I think. But the beauty is that once we realize that, we, we can now come into agreement with, with God and say, Father, I recognize, I now see it the way you see. I, maybe I didn't see it, but now I see what I didn't see. And, and the gospel's promise is that if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he came to the earth and he bled on the cross for you because he was paying for all of our crimes, paying for all of our sins. Um, God's promise is that his blood that was shed is the payment 
Amen. Amen. A lot Amen. of people say, well, is, am I forgiven if I say I'm sorry? And I have to gently tell people, no, you're not. See, if you go in front of a judge in the court of law and you say, judge, I'm so sorry for um, killing that man. The judge may say, well, I'm very happy that, that you're sorry and remorseful, but you still have to pay for the crime. The beauty of the gospel is that we're coming and we're saying we're sorry. And now we're able to receive the gift of the blood of Jesus, which atones and pays for the crime. That's why I want everyone to hear that, that no matter what you've done, you can come to Jesus and his blood shed for you on that cross is payment for your sin. And, and I want to go so far as to share that time is different in God's economy. We think linearly, but, but it's not like that. God is outside of time, which means when he died on the cross, he knew that you who are listening right now, you who have had an abortion, he knew that that was going to take place. And he was dying then with that knowledge. In other words, you haven't surprised the all-knowing God. And he died for you and he loves you and he prepared a way for you to be washed and cleansed. And so we're going to close up here in a minute, but I just want you to know that when God and Debbie, you you mentioned this verse in John chapter eight, that when the son sets you free, you You are are free free indeed. indeed. There is no stigma. There is no stain. It is an absolute utter removal. Jesus casts our sin as far as the East is from the West. There is no memory of it in heaven. Your, your sheet and the record of wrong, the ordinances against you are nailed to the cross, the book of Colossians says. This is the gift of all gifts. God does not want you to have to manage your pain, your remorse, your guilt, or your shame. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to forgive you. So right now, I'm going to ask that you would think about beginning to seek out this Jesus, even if religions hurt you. Even if you've met hypocrites in your life, seek Jesus, seek to learn what he did for you on the cross and receive the gift of forgiveness. It's grace. It's unearned favor. And so Debbie, maybe we can end with you praying for those who, who would, would need to be comforted and, and kind of on their journey to really discover that grace and forgiveness. Sure. I would be happy to. And I I would also like to, to add to that, um, just the words of someone who participated in our forgiven and set free program. Um, they said, you know, if you're hearing this and you're scared and alone, let me be the first to tell you, you are not alone. You are loved. There is forgiveness and there is freedom in Christ. Amen. So, um, gracious heavenly father, Thank you that you never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, um, when we are sometimes faithless, you are faithful. And Lord, I just pray for any women, any men out there, Lord, um, who at a time of weakness, at a time of fear, um, at a time of pressure, perhaps at a time of abandonment, Lord, um, could not find the courage to trust you. Lord, could not... um, could not find, find that way to embrace this gift of life. And now, Lord, I pray for them as, as they may be feeling alone, as they may be feeling um, afraid uh, with all that's going on around them. 
Lord, you are with them. Lord, you are with them. You've always been there extending a hand, extending forgiveness, extending grace. And so, Lord, I pray that right now, um, Lord, as simple as, Lord, um, come into my life, Lord, um, forgive, forgive me, Lord, you were there, you were with me, forgive me of my sins, Lord, and, and thank you that your blood covers it all, Lord, your grace is enough, um, it's more than enough, Lord, and your love um, has always been there, Lord, and I just pray that um, each man and woman listening Lord, would know even whatever the, the moment of fear is, whatever uh, the, the, the issue they can't trust you for, Lord, may they find you, may they find your love, your grace, your power, and your presence in abundance. Pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, for you who are uh, listening today, I want to give you some information how you can contact us. You can send an email to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. And you can send that email. It will be kept confidential. One of our prayer counselors will be able to meet with you, talk with you, and tell you more about this amazing gift called the gospel and forgiveness. And also, um, I'd like you to uh, get a free gift from us. And so you can text the word healing to 94,000 and you will get some scriptures and some information about identity. No mistake in your past should frame your identity. Uh, the love and grace of God should frame your identity. Um, Debbie, can you go ahead and let the listeners know? Um, we know that there are resources all over the world, and uh, but but here in New Jersey, uh, maybe you can let them know how they can contact your resource center and get some information uh, that you would be able to help them with. Sure. <clears throat> If particularly someone is um, looking to find out about our after-abortion healing resources, they could go to a website, lifeafterabortion.org, because there is lifeafterabortion.org. Lighthouse services can be found at lighthouseprc.org, which is if you're facing a pregnancy today that you didn't plan on, that you feel unprepared or feel alone in, you are not alone. Um, Lighthouseprc.org. But if you're outside the New Jersey area, there is um, there's a website, uh, abortionchangesyou.com, abortionchangesyou.com, which allows you to know you're not alone and there's other people walking this healing journey with you. Um, and there's also um, optionline.org, optionline.org will help you find a pregnancy center, a place that also offers after-abortion healing. Um, so optionline.org. And I just want to mention that at the end of July, Lighthouse is doing our first ever weekend women's after abortion healing retreat, a weekend healing retreat, the end of, of this July, but there'll be more in the future too. Um, help at lighthouseprc.org. If you would like to send us a confidential email, um, needing anything, help at lighthouseprc for pregnancy resource center.org. Amen. Debbie, thank you so much for being with us on the Behold podcast today. Thank you, Steve. Amen. All right. God bless you. We look forward to speaking with you next week. May the Lord bless you and may we walk in his grace, mercy, and power. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. 
It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer.